is Gemara and Bitsa Daf Chof Chas. We're learning for this month, the month of Tishrei has been generously sponsored. As the Chosru Hashlema for Shlema Ben Yutemir Tishem, he should have a continued recovery as well as all, as well as those Choshedov where Shalchaim and the Verge, Miriam Basri Zagidol, Shandel Ezer Bashashana Makal, Yomurcham and Davachendo, Zagidol Bashashashendo. They should have and find their Zivog very, very quickly and with clarity. As well as those Chosru Hashlema Shal Yosbin and your freedom, and Yosbin 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 and Yos
but to make it with your hand, that is allowed again because it's a bit of an abnormal way of doing it to use your finger. And therefore, Linko Betzboi, Rashi says, because it's not the normal way of doing it, and therefore it does not look like you're doing business. Amaravuna Mutalas is simon about you let him make a simon, a famous Gemara for the Gemara about Metziah. Says Ravuna, you let him make a simon with your meat. For, for example, says the Gemara, he would make a, a triangle shape with his meat. They would weigh one portion opposite another portion on Yantif. Says the Gemara, Keman, whose opinion are they going to allowing them to weigh meat against meat? Like your Yudav, like your Rabbanan. Rav Yud allowed you to use a scale even with utensils. You don't have to use another piece of meat. Can I get a clean in? Can I get me that clean lie? Sounds like you're only allowed to use a clean. And Rashi again points out the same thing we keep on saying, says Rashi. Why? Because during the week, that's not a normal thing. But the way one portion against another, that might be normal. Again, so the basic item we have to always try to take care of is making it abnormal. A normal way of weighing would not be allowed. So it's not like Rav Yehuda. And he could have on an army, Rabbi, the Rabbanan said he not allowed to use a scale at all. So whose opinion is this saying that you have to weigh one thing against the next? Answers the Gemara, Inu David Rabbi Yeshua. He's going like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, the ten Rabbi Yeshua, Aymer, Shoiklin, Manek, Negen, Mana, Biyantif, that Rabbi Yeshua holds you weigh one portion against another portion. So you're right. It's not Rabbi Yudah, it's not the Chachamim. It's the third opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Amar Rabbi Yosef, interestingly, and Avalachik Rabbi Yeshua. Why? There's another Mishnah. And as much as our Mishnah has Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, there's a Mishnah in Bechayrus like the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua, the Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah. We have Psulei HaMikdashim. Their Hanah says that the Mishnah over there in Bechayrus goes, and of course that's the part that we're looking for, that you weigh one portion against the next, in a Bechar, so what do we see? We see it's just like when it comes to Bechar, which you're not allowed to get benefit from, you're allowed to weigh one portion against the next, so too, says the Gemara Zariah, you'd be allowed to weigh one portion against the next, on Yantif, but Amalei Abaye, one second, so again, we're bringing a Raya from a disqualified offering, from a Bechar, you can't get benefit from, and just like there, you could weigh one against the next, so too by us. But says the Bible, one second, it's because there's no Bazayan, there's no disgrace, that's why you allowed it. By us, like we said, we have to remove the stigma of a weekday activity. And therefore, it's not necessarily a riot to the opinion of Rabbi Yeshua. Says the Gemara, one second. Is this to say the Kapti Adadi? It sounds like from the story that Rav Chia and Rav Shimon Berebi had issues with each other. They were mocked on each other. But there were the seven fish that one time came to the Rebbe's house, and five of them were found. The fish disappeared, and all of a sudden, the house of Rav Chia, you found the fish. So says the Gemara, it can't be that was the story. So Papa, you're right. Now you have to switch up the names. Basically, the Gemara just proves that it couldn't have been the people that we had in the story, and rather we have to switch up the names in order to make it to Nayim that could potentially have been one to have argued with each other. Says the Mishnah, continuing that which is allowed in Yantif. 
a knife in the normal way on Yantif, but you could scrape it against the next. Now, exactly what scraping it against the next means, everyone thinks that means, oh, it sounds like you could sharpen it once against the next. That we're going to see in the Gemara exactly what that means. Amar Ravuna comes like Ravuna, and he starts off by saying, The Mishnah is referring to a stone sharpener, a whetstone, literally. When it comes to a wood sharpening board, that's mother. And I'll just give everyone a little bit of an overview. We're now going to have many different opinions, many different lishaynes, many different ways of learning exactly what is the precise case that's forbidden and allowed in the Mishnah. Is it a stone? Is it wood? Is it one against the other? Are you cleaning the knife? Are you sharpening the knife? There's going to be multiple variables like we just said, and now we're to where we're going to have to figure out what is allowed and not allowed in the Mishnah. So Ravuna points out that the din of the Mishnah is by a stone, but when it comes to a wooden sharpening utensil, that is allowed. When is it forbidden? It's when you're sharpening it on the stone. But just to clean it on a stone, motor, that's allowed. So if you don't Shmuel says that when it comes to cleaning it, you could even do it on a stone. Nechlal explains the Gemara. Sounds like we started off, Ravuna said, that when it comes to wood, it's mutter. So it sounds like on wood, you can even sharpen it. That's one way of learning. So the first way of learning is Ravuna differentiated wood and stone. Wood is more lenient. Rav Yudam or Shmuel said, that which we just said is sharpening. But the clean is always mutter. So that sounds like when it comes to uh, wood, it would be even allowed to properly sharpen it, which of course is a massive chiddish that you're sharpening the knife on the wooden sharpening block. Says the Gemara, there's some that learn that which we just said, the dinner of Yehuda on the Seifa. The what did the Seifa say? Shall eat mutter. You're allowed to use what? Amar Rav Yudah Marshmul, and on that Rav Yudah, so again, just to get it clear, there was a statement of Rav Huna, Rav Yehuda Marshmul modified that statement. The question was, where is Rav Yudah Marshmul going on the first part of Rav Huna, of the din of the Evan, or the second part of the Eitz? First we thought he's going to Evan, and therefore we implied that by Eitz it's always Mutter. Now we're saying no, he's saying it directly on the Eitz, and now Hadam, Rav Yishal Eitz Mutter, Lohemar, Allah, Rav Yishal what is Mutter on the wood? Not to sharpen it, like the first lashon. Rather, just to clean it. What's the implication? Now we have the other extreme. Now this implies that when it comes to a stone, not only can you not sharpen it, you can't even use the stone to clean the knife. That is a second way of learning the statement of Rav Yudom son, and there are some that learn this statement of Rav Yudha directly on the Mishnah. I can be on the Mishnah sharpen a knife. Oh, my Rav Yudha Mishmuel again. So the first way of learning was Rav Huna, and Rav Yudha Mishmuel had two different ways of learning what Rav Huna meant. Now Rav Yudha Mishmuel is going directly on the din of the Mishnah of sharpening on the forbidden to sharpen a knife. Says Rav Yudha Mishmuel Lo Shana Lechad to sharpen a knife. So from this part, it sounds like they're going to go knife on knife, you even could sharpen. On the end of the Mishnah. What do the ends of the Mishnah say? You let it put one on the other. And on that, 
That's only to clean it. Says the Gemara, so it's four different ways of learning up the same din. We have a Mishnah, we have a statement of Rav Huna, we have a statement of Rav Yudah Mishmuel. And the question is, the statement of Yudah Mishmuel going on Rav Huna, two different ways of learning that Reisha Seva, the statement of Yudah Mishmuel going directly on the Mishnah, two ways of learning that Reisha on the Seva, and depending on how you learn it, will come out either a massive Kula, even Sharpen, or even a massive Chumrah that you're not even allowed to clean. Says the Gemara, Mantana, who is this Tana that says the Meshchaz is Aser? Who is the Mishnah? The Mishnah is you can't sharpen a knife. Where did that come from? Amarav Chista, the Loki Rav Yehuda, the Tani learns in a Rai saying, Yantav Shabbos. There's no difference in Yantav and Shabbos, Al Oichel Nefesh Bilvad. Fundamental, something that we've been talking about for the last, I don't know, two weeks. They let it cook in Yantav. Finally, we have a source that says the only difference in Yantav and Shabbos is cooking. But Rav Yehuda, Matrafilu Machshirei Oichel Nefesh. Not just cooking, but auxiliary parts of cooking. So says the Gemara, Rav Yehuda would allow the sharpening of the knife. So the Mishnah is not like Rav Yehuda. Amalei Rav Lerav Chizda, Shina Mishimcha, Halachik Rav Yehuda, we pass it like Rav Yehuda. Amalei Rav Lerokia, and Amalei Yisadidrish on Mishma. Yes, I said such, and it should be the will that all these wonderful teachings you should always say over in my name. Amar on the Chemia, Brady Rav Yisav, I've come in and come in to Rav. I was in front of Rav, I've come out there, and what was I doing in front of Rav, turning over to I was rubbing a knife on the rim, rim of, of on the rim of a basket. And they asked, "What are you doing? Are you sharpening the knife or are you cleaning the knife?" Amr Ali and he said, "I'm cleaning the knife." However, says on the Chazidilaite, I knew the truth. I knew the Khadidakov. He's really sharpening it. So if he's sharpening it, why did he tell me he's cleaning it? Because a very fascinating rule we find at times that there is a psakalach. We're not supposed to tell other people. So it's mutter, you're allowed to sharpen it, but he told me he's cleaning it because it's not proper to tell other people. Similarly, says Abaya the exact same story. I was in front of Mar the and I saw him rubbing the knife on the edge of a millstone. Are you cleaning it? Or are you sharpening? I'm really cleaning it. And says and I knew the truth. really is sharpening it. You're not to tell other people. So that is the fascinating sugya of cleaning versus sharpening. Seemingly, there is makom will say to me, make it the clean not like our Mishnah said, like the opinion of Rav Yehuda, it's a preparatory stage of the cooking process. Says the Gemari Bayelu, about 12 lines down, first one is Cain, a bit of a digression within the sugya of knives. This is actually similar to what we learned about yesterday. Two days ago, we learned about showing a Bechar, to a mumchat a paskin, whether it has a mum. Now we know that when you shecht, the knife has to be perfectly smooth. So you have to show the chacham to paskin that the knife is perfectly smooth. Are you allowed to show the knife to chacham and yantif? What's the status? Of course, to do a shechita. Ramari b'edir Rav Bizna Shari Rabban Asri Rav Yosef Amar Tamel Chacham Reila Atzmai. Go look for yourself. 
And once you know that your knife is good, you could give it to someone else. But we don't necessarily pass in other people's knives in Yantif. Says Rav Yosef, if a sakin sha'amda became dull, you'll have to sharpen it. It's when it still has a bit of sharpness, not completely dull. If it's completely dull, then it would be a tircha. You say it would be too much to sharpen it, but if it's a bit sharp, you just want to make it sharper, that would be allowed. Three different cases of Chizda Darshan in front of Rav, or some say Rav Yosef. Either a knife that came nifkam and had a nick, or a shvut shenirtam, you have a spit that the tip broke off, or you have a gripas tanur, or you have a, you have an oven or a double oven, a kirayim that you're shoveling on and yantif. Will allow them when it comes to shoveling out the oven, when it comes to fixing the knife, etc. My time with the Tanakam. But now we want to know what is the Machlaikas? Where does this come from? A very fundamental Machlaikas, how far we go with allowing cooking on Yantif. Is it only cooking or is it even auxiliary parts, fixing the knife, the oven, etc.? So where did the Tanakam get? It's only the cooking on Makro. You could do. You can only cook and not other things. If you don't Makro, Whatever you need. What does do That's for you and not for Goyim. That you're not allowed to cook for Goyim. Very important Allah. We've already seen that, of course, something that you could have done before Yantiv and you didn't, it's always more Chamer. So says the Gemara, Rabbi Yehuda will admit, if you have a preparatory stage, let's say a knife that you could have sharpened and you didn't, then even will Rabbi Yehuda will admit that it cannot be done on Yantiv itself. Omar, Rabbi Yehuda, Omar Shmuel, finishing up today's Dav, Shvud Shen you have this spit that became it was bent. You can't fix it. You can't strain out the spit. The spit. spit. Pshita, of course not. Says Marloy. do with your hands. What's the big deal? Still, it's not allowed. similar After you roast meat on your spit, you can't move the spit. The spit itself is gross. There's no usage. It's muksan yantif. said in the name of Malkioi. No, you're allowed to put it in the corner. You're allowed to move it away. That's when there's a kazayis of basar on the spit. That's when you can put it away. But the spit by itself, that would be moksa. No, you still let him move it. Why you let him move it? It's a spit. That's moksa. It's gross. Why let him move it? There's no usage. Says Ravina. Just like if you have a thorn in Rosh Hashanah, such an important Allah and Allah Shabbos. If you have a thorn, you let it move it even though it's moksa. So too says Ravina, if you have a spit standing in the middle of everywhere, it's dangerous, you're allowed to move it. And this is important because let's say you have a broken glass bottle on the floor. So broken glass shards have absolutely no usage according to all opinions. So seemingly it would be moksa. But of course, that would be a case of a kites Rosh Hashanah and someone's going to step in it and hurt themselves. Perhaps if it's only adults there and people just move to the side, maybe it would 
be different, but if there's any chashash, you'll be allowed to even pick it up with your hands, but you're moving moksa. Correct. But a kaitr shasarabim, you're allowed to move in order to prevent the damage. If we have a shvod, shabachais that became uh, dull, or we have a gumais, one second, the, uh, sorry, these are different cases. One more, one more time. Amrav chinna, brei dirav, ika shvod, shvachais vigumais, ramalkioi, blurius, ramalkioi. Blurius, if ramalka, ugvina, ramalkia. There were two different Amarayim, Ramalki Yoy, and Ramalki Ya. And we weren't sure which one said which halacha. So Rabchimna, Braid Rav Ida, is pointing out which one said which. In the case of the Shvo, the case of Shvachais and Gumais, that was Ramalki Yoy. The case of Bloiris, the case of Ephraim, the case of Milka Gvina, that was Ramalki Ya. And Rabapa, Amar comes in Rabapa, and he says, Masnitin u Masnita, Ramalki Ya. Shemait says Ramalki Ya. If you see Manichar, you remember it, Masnitin Malcha. Melchah sounds like a queen, my benayu, benayu, shvachah, that's the difference. And again, the Gemara is just concluding, of course, the Gemara used to not be written down, so they had to find ways to memorize everything. So they were just trying to show which was Ramal Kiyah, which was Ramal Kiyah.